Welcome to the Pussy Centered Living Podcast. My name is Jenny Braxton. I'm a sexuality and empowerment coach, a sex, love, and relationship alchemist, and the founder of the School of Pussy Centered Living. This podcast is here to be your inspiration, your support, the education you always needed but never got, so that you can step into what I call pussy-centered living, which is a desire-led and pleasure-based way of living and creating your life that centers around the source of your true power, that which I call pussy. In this podcast, you're going to have the pleasure of hearing me speak solo and with guests on the wide range of topics that fall under pussy-centered living. Other weeks, you'll get a taste of my one-on-one coaching as I coach guest clients on all matters of pussy, pleasure, sex, love, relationships, and creating the life that you truly desire. There will be a lot of different ideas, perspectives, and beliefs shared on this podcast, and I invite you to stay open in your mind, in your heart, and in your pussy as you listen. Take what resonates with you and feel free to leave the rest. And I'm always willing to do better, so please share any constructive feedback that may come up for you. My desire is that you get turned on to the magic, the pleasure, and the power that is inherent within you, and to support you in creating the life you truly desire in a way that is pleasurable, sustainable, nourishing, and aligned with who you truly are. Welcome to the Pussy Centered Living Podcast. I am so excited and full of pleasure that you're here with me today as I answer a question that you very well may have. Why pussy? Why the word pussy? Why am I a pussy-centered woman? How did I even become a pussy-centered woman? These are the questions that I am going to answer today as I share with you my story that led me to where I am right now as the pussy-centered queen that I am today. Now, when I sat down today, I did not have the intention of recording this whole episode. I had some inspiration coming through and I thought I was just sitting down to make a voice memo, and then this whole story just came flowing out of me. So I'm going to go with it, even though the sound quality maybe isn't the best. I was outside, there is wind, there are birds, there are the dogs that come by a couple times. So just enjoy it anyway. The content more than makes up for any little wind noises you may encounter. And to be honest, when I do a solo cast and I'm just speaking on my own, it will probably be on my phone outside as I am getting the inspiration. So you just might as well get used to it. (laughs) So without further ado, this is Why Pussy? Why Pussy? Hmm. 
because she called me and she called me before I knew it was her, before I knew pussy was her name, before I knew where it would lead me. Why pussy? Because once I heard her, there was no going back. Why pussy? Pussy. Just the word to me feels both powerful, yet also seductive, pleasureful, powerful. Pussy. Mm. Pussy. Pussy. Mm, why pussy? Because once you have seen, you cannot unsee. Once you have felt, you cannot unfeel. Once you have heard, you cannot unhear. And I saw and felt and heard her. And after that, there was no going back. Hmm, why pussy? Pussy gives me this sense of really grounding down into my body. Like I'm taking the kind of like what used to feel more kind of like this ephemeral, like beautiful, divine, feminine energy. And pussy like grounds that into my body, anchors that into my body. And she also brings in the side that is the darkness, that is the kinkiness, that is the primal, that is the deeply erotic. And this, for me, is where everything comes together in pussy, right? The light and the dark, the pain and the pleasure. Mm, the fertile void from which all life is born. Pussy, she is the portal into the infinite. She is the portal into the quantum, the space from which everything is born. Creativity. Mm, why pussy? Well, it really all started like 11-ish years ago. Um, and I remember it was 11-ish years ago because my daughter was small. She was like a toddler at the time. And a dear, one of my, my closest womb sisters, um, she was visiting. And she gave me a book called... The Wild Feminine by Tammy Lynn Kent. And she handed me this book and she said that it was fabulous and it was um, in large part about yoni massage. 
massaging your own yoni because yoni was the word that we did. Well, actually, did I use yoni? I don't think, I can't remember. Maybe, maybe I used the, I probably did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> um, and so she gave me this book and my immediate response was, oh, I don't need that. <laughs> oh, I'm good. <laughs> That's not for me. <laughs> Which at this point in my life, I know that when I when I think that or when I feel that, then that means that's exactly the thing that I need. (laughs) So anyway, she handed me this book and I'm like, oh, well, I'm good, but okay, thank you. And I don't think, I don't think I told her that I didn't need it, but like, that's what I was thinking. But I took it from her and I said, thank you. And then at some point I, shortly after that, I did start, I opened the book up and I started reading it. And like, I probably within the first paragraph, I was like fully sucked in. (laughs) I'm like, oh, yes. (laughs) Um, And I highly recommend this book. And Tammy Lynn Kent is an amazing, amazing woman and healer and pelvic floor practitioner and pussy-centered queen, even though I don't know if she refers to herself as that. I don't think she does. Um, but just amazing. And so, yeah, and this book is about, it is, she, she teaches you how to do yoni massage on yourself. And, um, and it's also very much about the energetics of our pelvic bowl, like about our pelvic bowl, the energetics of our womb and our ovaries and our creative center. And just like, Oh, it's really, really good. Highly recommend it. Um, and yes, the yoni massage, like that is one of the first things that really began, that really began me on my path of being a pussy centered woman and getting me into deep connection with my pussy, with my body, even though, yes, I did call her yoni at the time. And up until that point, like one of the reasons I was like, oh, I'm good is because I was like, oh, I'm so, I'm such a liberated woman. Like I'm such an empowered woman. And I was, I totally was. And I had, at that point I had had two natural home births that were uh, emotionally and spiritually ecstatic, uh, but very physically painful, (laughs) but also amazing as birthing a child is. And yes, and so I felt very, you know, on the one hand, I felt very like connected to my body and the power of my body and the birthing power of my body and all of these beautiful, beautiful things. Um, But I also like, I also thought my pussy was ugly. I did not want anyone to take pictures of my births until like babies were out and pussies were away. Um, I, and, and through reading wild feminine, I realized that I even had, I had like such a deep shame around, like even saying the word vagina, um, and just all, all sorts of things. And so as I began to connect with my body through my pelvic bowl, through giving myself yoni massage, um, that was just, it was a beautiful opening to my journey. Um, And I mean, we could like, we could definitely step back and say that actually the journey of becoming a mother was also huge. Cause like I said, even though I still had a lot of um, conditioning and limiting beliefs and all of that good stuff around my pussy, like I was, I did still feel um, like that process of 
of not only being pregnant, but also birthing children and birthing them naturally at home um, really was a powerful experience for me in connecting with my, my feminine self. So I would that let, we can say that that is really the beginning, but definitely my beloved Julie giving me the book Wild Feminine and me reading that book, learning everything I did from that book, and then practicing yoni massage on myself was like huge. So at this same time that this, that this is happening, that I got the book, that I'm doing yoni massage on myself, that I have a, like a, let's say a one-year-old and a three-year-old, um, we had recently moved back home to where I grew up and still live in the coast range of Oregon. And we had moved back home because my mom had been diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. And when they originally diagnosed her, my daughter was three months old and they had given her six months to live. They had given my mom six months to live. And at the end, my mom ended up living for six years after her diagnosis, which even just saying it just brings up that just emotion in me. (sighs) And I do have no doubt that part of what supported my mom in the miracle of her six years, her six extra years with us, her five and a half extra years with us, (laughs) Um, was us moving home and having her grandkids right down the road. So that was happening. And then, and so then I go on this journey of, you know, I've got, I'm a mama, I've got these young children, my mom is going through brain cancer, Um, we have moved back home to the beautiful coast range and I am wanting to be a farmer. And so I'm growing, I'm working on growing all of our own food, including meat such as pork and chickens and just really getting into like the homesteading life. And, and then I'm also, you know, doing my yoni massage and exploring some of those aspects. However, I also did have quite a lot of pain in sex after my first child. And nobody had told me that that was a thing. In fact, you know, my midwives had told me that, yeah, you know, you have to, you know, wait six weeks after the baby is born and then you can start having sex. And so I was like, okay, great. After six weeks, I'll be great. And, you know, I didn't tear, like everything was intact from the birth um, or after the birth, but sex was excruciatingly painful for seven months after he was born. And like, I had never heard anybody talk about this. And so that's one of the reasons I know I'm like going off on some little tangents here, but this is just, I'm just giving you all the juicy details of this story. And it's important that we talk about this stuff, right? It's important because it would have been very helpful for me to know (laughs) that that was a thing that could happen because during those seven months I was like oh my god what if I am like I am broken like oh my gosh what if I can never enjoy having sex again like it was scary and hard and so 
eventually it just got better and I, I could definitely like it was common for me to experience pain and sex after that but it wasn't like but like I could also experience pleasure and it wasn't excruciating like it had been before so then almost exactly two years later um, two years and two weeks later my daughter was born and thankfully I did not experience the same kind of pain after insects after birth um, that time. I think there was a little bit, but I did continue to, even though I didn't have that excruciating pain experience, I continued to um, experience pain frequently in sex and, um, you know, felt like it was really hard to get turned on and had some other issues like that, which um, I'm sure I will talk about in more in other episodes. But um, and so that was happening. And then it was, you know, when my daughter was like between the ages of like one and two, when Julie gave me the book Wild Feminine, and I began to do yoni massage on myself. And so that really helped. And then, so Tammy Lynn Kent, who wrote this beautiful book, she is a pelvic floor practitioner in, or a pelvic floor therapist, as they're also called, um, in Portland, Oregon, which is a couple hours away from where we live. And so I, I wanted to go get a session with her, which I did end up getting a session with her. And it was amazing. It was incredible. Um, there was this like, and so, and so in the session, I'm, you know, lying there on like a, you know, massage like table or whatever. And she has one hand inside of my pussy and she's giving me this, you know, a massage and an internal massage in the muscles of my pelvic bowl, right? Because our pussies are made up of layers and layers and layers of, I think like 16 layers or something like that of muscles. Um, and so she, one hand is in there, like giving me this pussy massage. And then, and then we're also just like talking and she's having me visualize different things. And she's having me visualize like my right ovary. Um, was it my right? It was my left ovary that I could really see. So she's having me visualize my left ovary, which is associated with feminine or yin energy. And, you know, I'm like, I'm seeing it as a light, like all this stuff. It's beautiful. And then she invites me to see my left or my right ovary, which is associated with the masculine or the yang energy. And so I'm like visualizing it. And then she's like, She's like, you're too far away. You need to get closer to it. And I was like, what? And I realized that in my mind's eye, as I was looking at my right ovary, I was, I was visualizing it from far away. Whereas when I had been visualizing my left ovary, I had been like, it was like very close. I was very close to it. It was very near. And with the right ovary, I was visualizing it from a much like farther distance. And she wanted me to come closer in my visualization. And I was like, damn girl, <laughs> like, wow, she is the real deal. She can definitely sense energy. <laughs> so that was amazing. And yeah, it was such an honor, such a pleasure to get to be, to have that experience with her. Um, and then after that, the pain that I had been experiencing in sex greatly lessened, like essentially went away. Like I would still sometimes feel like I, you know, I didn't always necessarily have a lot of desire for sex. I didn't necessarily feel like it was easy for me to get turned on. I felt like it could take a really long time to get turned on. And I did feel, I mean, granted I had two small children, um, but I did just feel like, yeah, just like lack of desire and 
like we did have we had good sex we, I would say we had like okay to good sex um but not amazing but the pain was like way less I mean we did have like I mean it was still good we've always had good sex but like if we put it on the spectrum of where I am now we could say it was like mediocre <laughs> Um, so anyway, um, then let's fast forward some more to, I get pregnant with my third child. So this is fast forwarding, like we're going to fast forward like six, no, eight years. No, six years. We're going to fast forward six years. And so at this point, um, as I said, my mom lived for six years after her diagnosis. So maybe we're not fast forwarding quite six years, but you know, something like that. Fast forwarding some time and I am pregnant. I'm going to be giving birth to my third child and it's going to bring up my emotion again. Um, and my mom is reaching the end. Um, and you know, she stayed very like relatively like her normal self more. I mean, there was, a there was, I mean, she definitely, there was things, but like, you know, she was still who she always was for like five years of her illness. And then the last year was quite difficult and she really started to decline. And so we knew the end was near. And then I give birth to my third child. And I think that will have to be a podcast all on its own because, or an episode all on its own, because that was a deeply, deeply healing experience um, on so many levels. And like I said, I'm not going to go into the full story, but like someday I will. (laughs) But it was amazing. And my mom was there. um, And I really do feel like she was holding on. Yeah, that she was holding on so that she could meet him on earth. (sighs) So he was born, my little son Xavier. And then when he was four months old, my mom did pass. And, you know, part of the deeply healing nature of my son's birth was that I was forced to surrender for really the first time in my whole life. (laughs) And then four months later with my mom passing, that was another huge surrender. For so long, I was determined that she would be healed and I knew that she could be healed and I was angry at her that she didn't heal she didn't choose to heal at least you know from my perspective and the way that I thought (laughs) the way that I would have done it if I was her (sighs) and so my mom passed and I see those two portals that portal of life and that portal of death and my surrender into them That is the portal that opened (laughs) through which Pussy called my name. And I didn't know that it was her calling my name. I didn't know that her name was Pussy, not yet. But I heard her. 
And so I began my journey of bringing my service to the world. So as I had mentioned earlier, up until that point, I was wanting to be a farmer. I thought I wanted to, well, I never really, really like had a desire, like wanted, wanted, wanted to homeschool my kids. <laughs> it was more that I felt like I really should. <laughs> and I am not a huge fan. Yeah, I mean, our school district, especially for being a very small school district, like it does a good job, more or less. But in general, I am not a fan of public schools. So I felt like I should homeschool my kids, which I was doing at that time. Um, they did go, they went to a lovely Montessori preschool, which was amazing. And then um, this little elementary school out by us is very, very, very tiny. And they ended up going there. I homeschooled them two days a week and they went um, the rest of the time to this little school. And so, you know, that worked out, but I'm like doing this homeschooling. I am farming. I am living a life on paper. I mean, except for the whole, like my mom having brain cancer and dying part, like everything else looks picture perfect on paper. Like I'm married to the love of my life. We live in freaking paradise and everything looks amazing. Right. Except for, I felt like shit. <laughs> I felt like fucking shit. And we, I will definitely be talking about this on future podcasts, but like mothering was really hard for me. Having my first two children was, I mean, it was beautiful and magical and like all of the things. And it was also traumatic on certain levels. And so, um, yeah, it was just like, who I was exhausted. I would wake up in the morning kind of dreading the day and all that had to be done and all that I had to do. And, um, I, yeah, it was, it was challenging and I did not feel great in my body. I did not feel great in this beautiful life that was like everything I had ever wanted. And then I had created for myself because I've been a conscious creator of my life from a very, very, very young age. And like, I freaking am good at it. And so I had created everything that I had wanted in my life and I felt like shit. And so then, you know, my mom passes, the portal opens, pussy calls my name, and I'm like, okay, I want to I wanna be of service to the greater world. Like, what is it that I want to do? And um, a few years previously, I had, just for fun, I had written a blog about just life out here and sustainable living and motherhood and just all of these beautiful little topics. Um, and so, and then I had done that for like a couple years and then stopped, but I was like, okay, I'm going to write a blog. That's what I'm going to do. Not exactly knowing what my path was, but just being like, I'm going to write a blog, like universe, show me the way universe. I'm ready for my teacher, for my mentor, like send me the person, show me the way here we go. And one day I was watching like on Facebook and I saw this Facebook ad for this coaching program that was about for spiritual entrepreneurs. And it was about taking your gifts and turning them into an online program. And it was one of those times this has happened to me, uh, 
like probably two handfuls of like extremely important times in my life, right? Where you just get this full body knowing. And I was watching this Facebook ad and I got this full body knowing of like, this is what I am supposed to do. I am supposed to take this (laughs) coaching program. And it was $7,000, which scared the shit out of me. Like one of the scariest things I have ever done is tell my husband (laughs) that I wanted to spend $7,000 on this coaching program. (laughs) And oh my goodness, bless him. Like, ugh, like he, he saw, he saw how, how serious and real it was for me. And he was like, okay. (laughs) Then I remember like being, you know, after I had said yes and before the program had started, just being like petrified with fear. Um, because I had never, ever, I mean, except for college, which did feel differently. College just feels very like, of course you're going to invest a bunch of money in yourself to go to college. Like that's just what you do. But other than that, like, whew. So, Anyway, here, long story short, I take this coaching program and I decide, I discover, it unfolds that I want to support women in birth and women in having empowered birth. And so I created a coaching program and it was really supporting women on the emotional, psychological healing um, that is so important in order for us to have empowered birth. Because, uh, I mean, I just need to go off on just a slight little tangent here, but like birth is the moment in which new life, like that's that first imprint into life right? And that first imprint can be one of love or it can be one of fear. (laughs) Just going to be real with you all, right? And so the way that we are born into the world is so important. And new little babies, they are, their brains, everything about them is in a subconscious state and everything that goes into the deepest imprint. And so this is not to say that if you have traumatic births or, or, you know, you, personally have one or that your children have had ones or ones that were like whatever didn't go the way you wanted like I am not saying that you know you are deeply fucked up for life or anything like that but I'm saying that it makes a really it's the first imprint it makes a deep imprint and like it it does matter right and we can always heal stuff but it matters birth is so important it is so important that women have the support and the tools and the resources to have empowered births because the way that most birth happens in this country is not empowered birth and thankfully things are really shifting Um, more and more hospitals, birthing centers, home birth, like it is shifting. And ah, so many women are having traumatic, disempowered birth and that that deeply affects them and, and their children. And yes, we can heal from it. Yes, it doesn't have to like you know, mean that things are going to be fucked up for us forever, (laughs) but it is so fucking important. So clearly I am still passionate about this. And so that is what I did and it was amazing and it was beautiful and I freaking loved it. And along that journey, I was listening to a birth summit and I heard this woman named Sheila Kamara Hay. 
and I will, I do, I will definitely have Sheila on for an episode sometime. But Sheila, I heard her speak on this birth summit, and she speaks and teaches and supports women in ecstatic birth. Now, I had heard the terms ecstatic birth, orgasmic birth, like I had like I went deep, deep, deep into the natural birth scene when I was preparing and having my children. So I had like heard about that stuff, but I was like, yeah, I'm like definitely emotionally ecstatic, definitely spiritually ecstatic, physically ecstatic. I don't fucking know about that. <laughs> like that shit hurt. Let's just be real. It was intense. It was so powerful. The most intense, powerful thing I had ever experienced in my entire life. And so I was not convinced that ecstatic or orgasmic birth was, could really be a thing until I heard Sheila speak. And as soon as I heard her speaking, I had one of those, one of those full body, just like knowing experiences of like, oh my God, she's right. Oh my God, she's right. (laughs) Like birth is meant to be ecstatic. It is meant to be orgasmic. It can be those things. We've just been conditioned and we have trauma and we are put in, you know, circumstances and the, and the, you know, the hospitals and the things around us that are not supportive to that kind of birth. But like our bodies are fucking made for it. And because birth is part of our sexuality, right? Like, especially in our culture and like the Madonna whore complex, like we separate birth and sex, like sex, bad, dirty, sinful, necessary for babies. Birth, innocent, beautiful mothers, babies. But like, they are all part of the same. They're all, they're all the same. It's just one, two ends of the spectrum, right? Birth is one or sex is one end of the spectrum. And then it goes into birth, And so birth uses all the same hormones, all the same pathways, all the same body parts as sex. And just as you can have painful experiences of sex, or you can have wildly ecstatic experiences of sex, it is the same with birth. You can have painful birth, And you can also have wildly ecstatic birth, right? It is the same. And so that's essentially, when I heard Sheila say that, that's when I was like, holy fuck, she's right. Like, she is right. (laughs) And so I immediately enrolled in her course, which was, um, what was it? Oh gosh, I can't even remember. Something for ecstatic, ecstatic birth. Oh, the ecstatic birth practitioner training. I am an ecstatic birth practitioner. Um, And it was a beautiful, beautiful course. It was a year-long course. It was just lovely and amazing. And definitely for the first time, it opened me up to looking at pleasure, like specifically at pleasure, because what she was teaching us to support our clients with having orgasmic or ecstatic or pleasureful births, right? It was about also opening to the pleasure within our own bodies, of course, right? Of course, if we're going to support a client and having an ecstatic birth, like we also get to be able to, not that we necessarily have to be ecstatic in that moment, but like that we have to be able to experience that within ourselves first. And that was the first time I had really ever consciously thought about attuning to my pleasure, caring about my pleasure. Up until that point, I was way more concerned with what I could get done 
And in fact, I even used to say to myself, like, you know, when I was farming and homeschooling and small children and and I would like get to the end of the day and I'm like, oh my God, I felt like shit all day and I feel like shit right now, but like at least I got things done. Like at least I got things done. Like I may feel like shit, but I'm doing something. Like that was literally my mentality. <laughs> oh goodness. And so yeah, and so I was doing this beautiful work with Sheila. And the way that her program worked is she had all of these guest speakers who weren't live. It was they that that part was pre-recorded. There was other live portions of the there was live live components of the program, but all of the speakers were recorded, and one of the speakers was the infamous Mama Gina. Regina Thomas-Shower is her name. She is known by Mama Gina, and she is the brilliant author of the book Pussy, A Reclamation. And so the, the talk that we listened to in this from Mama Gina in this class and this program was so good. And I was just like, oh my goodness, who is this woman? And I immediately bought the book and I immediately started listening to like every podcast I could possibly find with Mama Gina on it and, you know, devoured the book, Pussy, a Reclamation. And that is when, that is when Pussy came into the picture. (laughs) Mama Gina brought me Pussy. (laughs) Um, we may have, maybe we use the word pussy a little bit with Sheila because Sheila, Sheila Kamara Hay, who was teaching the ecstatic birth practitioner program was also a student, um, had been a student for years actually of Mama Gina's. Um, but I was not using the word pussy. And then I heard Mama Gina, I read that book and once she opened the door to pussy, there was just no going back. I was like, yes pussy it is like this yeah yes (laughs) she wants to be called pussy like this is the word like this is yes and even though I had been doing that beautiful work with my yoni and my pelvic bowl and that beautiful divine feminine energy and my masculine energy and my creative energy and like all of this beautiful work that I had been doing Suddenly, I felt it like I was saying at the beginning, drop into my body in this way that was so juicy and so powerful and just like, and and this opening up to pleasure as well. And it was just so clear to me, like pussy. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And so Mama Gina would hold every year a free experience called the experience that it was for one weekend in New York live with her. And this, it was like a taste of her longer mastery program, which was a, you know, paid program that she taught live in New York. And um, because I, I would never have known this except for Sheila, um, but because Sheila was close in that community, she knew that this was going to be the last time that Mama Gina was going to be holding the experience. This was going to be the last time that she was going to hold the experience live in New York. And I wanted to go so badly more, more full body knowing, just like, I want to go, I need to be there. And so at this point, right, I had a small child, my third child was like, less than a year old, maybe he was like nine ish months, something like that. 
and you know, he slept with me. I was breastfeeding him. Um, at that point, not exclusively, he had probably just started eating solid food, but like, you know, he nursed a lot still. And so I had this, and so I really, really, really wanted to go, but it also seemed like kind of a long shot. And also, you know, my husband, my husband is amazing. He is supportive. But when my first two children were little, he was not that supportive of me, like leaving and going away for a night. Um, I think it was like overwhelming for him or like whatever, but he was not, he did not, was not really supportive of that. So I was just like, ugh, I don't know. This probably isn't going to work. And so then one night I'm sitting with my husband and I'm like talking about how much I want to go to this. Like, it's going to be so amazing. And then I started like talking myself out of it. Like all the reasons like, oh no, you know, I I don't, you know, I don't want to wean Zay, our child. Like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't want you and him to come with me. Like, da, 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 Like, no, 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 no. Like, I, you know, I, I don't want to go. And he was like, you don't want to go? I was like, no, no, it's too complicated. I don't, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. He's like, are you sure you don't want to go? Because I bought you plane tickets and I booked you a hotel and I've got everything set up for you. And I was just like, I, I like, I was speechless and it was, I like started laughing and crying at the same time. And I was just like, oh my God, this man truly and deeply loves me. Like, holy smokes. And it was just, oh, it was like one of the best surprises. (laughs) Such an incredible gift. I mean, a gift that changed my entire life. And so, and his life too, (laughs) because our lives are woven together. And so I went to New York. That that was like in December when he told me that. And then I went to New York in February. I left my little baby for the first time. I mean, this was the first time I had never, prior to that, I had left my children, um, you know, in that like in nine year span, almost nine year span of children, I had left for like maybe a couple times for like a night or two because I used to dance in a dance company. I like had some performances a couple of times, but like I had never, <laughs> I really never left my children. Maybe at that point, my older children, maybe I had a little bit more, but like not really. Definitely flying all the way across the country for like, I don't know, four or five days or whatever it was like by myself, huge. And then, oh my goodness, not only was I like by myself on this amazing adventure, but then I got to be, I spend two Two days in this incredible space with like 800 other women and the just the the truly amazing Mama Gina. Mama Gina is truly truly an amazing human and it was I mean this is bringing tears to my eyes again like it was so empowering it was so incredible it was so expansive it was so full of sisterhood and empowerment and reclamation and liberation and expression and it was like oh like the best oh a hummingbird oh a hummingbird is here flying around me and a hummingbird my mom comes to visit me and hummingbirds oh she knows we're talking about her and she's here with us Anyway, it was amazing. Just like, oh, just just so amazing. Truly life-changing. And when I came home, I made a commitment to myself that I was now different. That my that my life was changed. I was changed and 
and life was different. And that truly was, you know, I had said before that, you know, my life looked great on paper, but like I felt like shit and I was tired and that was really starting to shift. One of the things that shifted as I stopped homeschooling the kids, they started going to school. Um, I realized that I didn't want to be a farmer full time and I greatly, greatly, greatly stepped back from doing all of the farming and the gardening things that I had been doing. And then opening up, like reclaiming pussy, pussy specifically, because pussy is also the queen of pleasure and pleasure, oh, pleasure and pussy. They were the medicine that I so deeply needed. And so I started feeling, I mean, I started feeling amazing in my life. Oh, there's two hummingbirds now. Um, I started feeling amazing in my life. And also simultaneously, what was also happening during this period that I haven't spoken to yet is that after my third child was born, I once again, and once again, the birth was beautiful. I didn't, there was no tearing, like nothing physical like that. But sex was excruciatingly painful. Once again, like excruciatingly painful. And that lasted for a year. And so that kind of brings us, that year long of excruciating pain brings us to about the time that I went and saw Mama Gina in New York. And so I came home, turned on to my pussy, turned on to my pleasure, like my life is fucking different now. And I really realized that the, and I had been realizing this, but I was like kind of resisting it too. But like then I really owned the fact that like me experiencing this excruciating pain which had started to like it had started to lessen like it was a year of excruciating and then it did start to get better but I knew that even though it was getting better like that was an invitation into deep healing into my sexuality and so I also began doing that I started reading more books I started a self-pleasure practice and once again I'll probably do like a separate podcast episode to go more into that but I was on my own like self-healing journey so I was having this like physical healing and reclamation of my pussy and my sexuality I was having this like emotional reclamation of of my pleasure Um, I was having the spiritual reclamation because pussy is the goddess and it was it was it was just a beautiful transformative time And so at that point, I had been, right, I had been working as a birth coach. Um, I had this beautiful Facebook group that was called Sacred Birth Conscious Mama. And there was like a thousand conscious mamas in there. It was amazing. And at the time, I was working with a beautiful pleasure and pussy-based business coach. And all of a sudden, I started having this phrase going through my head. And the phrase was pussy-centered living. And I just couldn't get this phrase out of my head. (laughs) And so one day I told my coach, Anna, I told her, I think I want to start a new Facebook group with the name pussy-centered living. And she was like, no, do not start a new Facebook group. Change the name of your current Facebook group. And I was like, (gasps) like, what? 
can I do that to all of my sacred conscious mamas? Can I just like make them into pussy centered living? Like, oh my goodness. And she was like, yes, do it. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Because if anything, I am good at listening to those signs from spirit and following them. Now I know it's the the, the great pussy in the sky, as I like to call her, as Mama Gina calls her, and I also like to call her, although I actually like to call her the great pussy of the sky and earth, because the earth is also pussy. Anyway, I hear her, I hear her signals, I hear her signs, and I am really good at following them. And so I said, yes, I will change the name, and I did it. And I was so, like, I was, like, in this, like, ecstatic, pleasureful bubble of pussy from, like, everything I was going through from, like, Mama Gina and, like, all of this stuff. And so I was... I was truly shocked when so many of the sacred conscious mamas were like, what? (laughs) Like, oh, hell no. I cannot be in a Facebook group that has the name pussy. Like, no. (laughs) And, but yes, and there were definitely, there were definitely plenty of the mamas. I mean, there was a lot of mamas who stayed and plenty of them were just like, oh, right. Like some of them were like, uh, I don't know about this, but I like you. So I guess we'll see what happens. Um, and some of them were all for it. And then a bunch of people left. (laughs) And so uh, that shortly after that, I created the first version of my school, the school of pussy centered living. And I taught it for the first time that summer. And it was so beautiful. And it was so amazing. And I had four women in it the first time. And They all had, it was such a profound, transformative, exquisite journey. And I was like, this really works. (laughs) I was like, I know pussy works for me, but like, I don't know, does this really work for others? I'm like, okay, pussy totally works. Oh, and in fact, mm, I'm still close with several of those clients. One of them is actually still my client. Um, and, and yeah, and actually another of them just went through the school with me again this last round. Like it was just, it was such a beautiful experience. And so from there, I continued to evolve and grow the School of Pussy Centered Living. This doesn't necessarily fall under the category of why pussy, but it definitely belongs as part of this story. So I'm just going to add it on here and then I'm sure we are going to go into it much more in other episodes. But after I created that first version of the School of Pussy-Centered Living and was continuing on my own journey of, of you know, sexual healing and all of that good stuff and continuing to create my business and then I don't think it was was it a Facebook ad no it was not a Facebook ad I can't remember how it first was that this came into my awareness this will probably come to me later after I'm done with this episode hmm well it it I'm it, she dropped in in a magical and divine way for sure but the incredible Layla Martin came into my world and then she started sharing about her coaching program. And I was like, oh, once again, I was like, oh, I don't need this. Oh, that's what she was doing. She was offering a free event. She's like doing a free event. And she was going to be sharing about her coaching program and also leading a breathwork practice. And I was like, well, I don't need the coaching program. I'm good. Um, but I'd want, I want to learn the breathwork practice. And so I got on there. And as soon as she started talking, I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> 
this is what I want because I had already realized that I had what I had created in the school of pussy centered living so far and where I was on my journey. I had, I had gotten myself so far, right? But I didn't actually have the tools or the methodology to truly take myself and my clients further. And then of course, as soon as I heard Layla talking and talking about her program, which which at that point I had already realized that what I had created thus far in the School of Pussy Centered Living, it was potent and beautiful. And it was really the extent of kind of like my, my pussy knowledge and what I had to offer. And I was still wanting to deepen into, I was still on my journey of sexual healing and reclamation. And I wanted to deepen into that. And I also wanted to be able to take clients deeper. And so when Layla, when I heard Layla and and was in her incredible, incredible energy and hearing about, you know, having a methodology to really support people in this deeper, deeper level, I was just like, yes, (laughs) yes. Once again, full body knowing I'm like this, I need to do this. Um, and, and then the breathwork practice was like fucking amazing. So I'm like, yes, yes. And yes. And so I did her year long coaching certification program in sex, love and relationships, um, that is based in Tantra and it, I mean, I will, (laughs) we will definitely do another episode just about that. But can I just say that Layla is another just truly brilliant fucking oh this brings tears to my eyes (laughs) she's a fucking gift to this world i am infinitely grateful to layla and her coaching program which was part your own personal journey of healing and transformation and then part learning her incredible potent truly transformational truly life-changing methodology and then, and then she even taught us some about business as well. So it was amazing. And that is where my one-to-one coaching, I mean, also my own experiences, all that, but like my coaching credentials come from her. And let me tell you, mm, yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> I will tell you later. <laughs> but we are going to begin winding up this beautiful story for today of why pussy that's why. That is why pussy. And so what I would love as I'm breathing into pussy here and feeling into pussy in this moment, I'm like, how do we want to bring this to a close? And pussy and I want to bring this to a close by inviting you to say the word pussy. Maybe you are a pussy queen already and you say pussy all the time. Maybe you have never, ever, ever said the word pussy in your life, at least outside of, you know, the throes of passion in the bedroom when you're feeling, when you're feeling naughty. But wherever you are, I just invite you, you can say it quietly. If it really, really, really feels like a block to say it with your, like out loud, just try mouthing the words. But I just invite you to like feel this word on your lips, on your mouth. Pussy. 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 And noticing too, how do you feel in your body when you say it? Pussy. 
Thank you so much for spending this time with me here on the Pussy Centered Living Podcast. If you loved this episode, you can best show your gratitude by sharing it with a friend or sister who would also benefit from this message. And of course, please hit subscribe so you never miss a juicy and delicious episode. And while you're at it, please leave a five-star review so we can get the power of pussy out to as many humans as are ready for it. Thank you, and I love you. Mm -hmm.